On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about how we're going to miss Johnny Miller so much, a little bit of some first impressions on some irons, as we talked a little bit about last week, as well as we will touch on some college golf that Mr. Falkenberg got to see in person, and uh, we're tasting an American pale ale from Three Floyds Brewing Corporation. We'll get into it here in a minute. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed bump. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Julien. I'm here with my partner in crime, John Falkenberg. Hello, John. Hey, buddy. How you doing? We are uh, pretty good. A little fall break in uh, Westfield for the, for the kiddos, so... Um, just uh, trying to get in whatever we can here at the end of the golf season. We played in a lovely, what, 50, 55 degree, kind of a breezy day today. Semi-rainy. Semi-rainy. Uh, we'll have to say at least the leaves weren't <laughs> totally covering all greens. I wonder how much longer we have for that. Um, I don't think we have much longer, especially based off the temperatures we've had in the last week or two, which is unfortunate because it means the end of the fun golf season. Um, but we can but, head south. But we, we can head south, and we, uh, we sque- we'll squeeze in whatever we can. It'll be interesting to see when the club actually just truly just shuts stuff down, too. They've been kind of shutting it down mid-November, at least the last, I don't last think, year. But I don't think we'll make it until Thanksgiving. Yeah, so which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. Still kind of a uh, new course in its infancy. When so. did we open up this year? When was opening day? Was it April? April, right around tax time, wasn't it? It was, and partially because March was crappy here. I mean, that we had that snow, and that just really didn't allow it was, for play. It may have and been then, after tax then, day. Well, here's the thing. Actually, you know what? They opened it at, like, the end of May, but then it snowed, like, the day after they opened it. In May? Do you remember that? Yeah, it snowed. So, and so like, then it was like a whole other week that we couldn't even play because the course was covered in so snow. So it did not open in April? It, uh, it did. Well, I mean, it officially opened at the end of May, but um, we actually didn't play end for like April. two weeks or, um, because of the snow. So, Wow. It's not a long golf season. Sorry, not in May. I'm thinking March. Anyway, sorry. It opened <laughs> at the end of March. I'm getting my M months confused. Opened at the end of March. Basically, first of April, but it snowed. Yeah, we didn't get any of April hardly golf play. So we barely got any play, yes, in April because of the snow early on in the season. So um, it is what it is. We still pay whatever the hell we pay every month. Um, our clubhouse is getting ready to open. Our clubhouse is getting ready to open, which will be exciting. Uh, finally get to use some additional facilities and check out uh, um, hopefully some decent food as well. Crossing my fingers on that. They're going to put a couple simulators in the basement. A couple simulators will go in. They're going to bowling alley. Our pro was asking me actually about my simulator mm. and set up. Because the indoor simulators are different. Like the trackman is great for outside, yeah. but it's not very good for the inside. Yeah. So you either have to have the, what's the one that you see at all the golf stores? Oh, I can't remember what that one's called. Um, it's not a flight with. scope. It's yeah. I, I don't know. It's there's one that's always there that's really good for simulators. Yep. And then the 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 Skytrack's good. It, yeah. It's actually good for inside. Okay. The one that I have. 
Well, sounds like those aren't going to be coming in right away when we open up the club either, but with that. He was asking about it. So, I, I mean, it, he's the, doing his homework. He's doing his homework, but you're right. Because if he's asking just about it now, that's not coming in till no, springtime. I would agree with that. So, hopefully, you know, it could be in by the new year. Maybe a little January, February simulator action. But I like just going into your basement. That's absolutely fine. We'll do that this um, winter. We can do that as well. Um, kind of some golf news that we got into this week. Uh, Johnny Miller announces his retirement from uh, whatever he does for golf. Um, I think he just talks about himself. Can you feel the love in that Can voice you feel right the love? Um, I, me personally, will not miss Johnny Miller at all. And I, I, hey, here's the thing. Like, there's probably plenty of people that are our parents' age or something like that that grew up and saw him in his heyday when he was like just a dominating force on tour for that limited window of time that he was so good. But you know what I heard? You know, I heard he's going to take his replacement, David Duvall. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> One, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Two, um, and uh, no, it's actually gonna be Frank Novello. No, it's not gonna be. Frank. Who is it? Who's uh, Paul. Take- the the rumor is Paul Azinger is actually gonna step in there. Is he we'll on see- Fox now? Uh, I think he was doing Fox stuff. So we'll see how it goes with Paul. I I do I not like him on. The- I I don't necessarily think he's necessarily gonna be the the guy in my opinion either, but. Um, we'll see how it goes. I think he will bring a voice uh, of at least that professional player that's played the game at somewhat of an elite level. And how, that, what's and your, what do you, how do you like Faldo? How do you like yeah. him compared to I think the, the challenge with Faldo, and no like offense to Faldo, I, just, I don't know if he uh, – I think he, he needs cues. Versus being able to come up with stuff off the top of his head. I feel, I feel like stuff people are feeding him stuff. When he's talking about it versus one thing that I did appreciate about Miller is like he wasn't afraid to like come up with something off the top of his head, you know, and just kind of like say it and his opinion on it. It was usually from his own personal experience, but that was good. And um, I almost feel like people have to tee up, no pun intended, but they have to kind of tee up Faldo to make comments and stuff like that. I thought Faldo was good when he was more uncomfortable, so he was kind of a little bit more of a dickhead. And I, that's what I enjoyed hearing him talk. Now he's this, like, super nice English guy. That's Super nice English guy that, again, I think he's got, like, like he wasn't there's like some that. dudes sold, like, holding, like, cue cards now. He wasn't like that up front. No, he wasn't. I mean, Miller has gotten better. I mean, at first, man, that guy, oh, wow. Yeah. That's Bill Walton there, like, right up front. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Wal- <laughs> Bill Walton up front was such an ass. Bill Walton's still terrible, though. That's yeah. what's awful about Bill Walton movie. and Johnny Miller are the same commentator. They probably, yeah, you They're know what? That's a very good comparison. That's a very good comparison. They both absolutely drive you uh, crazy, and, um, uh, but they say stuff that's very memorable. And, uh, you know, congratulations, Johnny. Great career. Go spend time with your family or whatever you need to do. But um, at the same time, I'm not missing you, and I'm, I'm kind of just waiting How for when Brandel Shambly is going to hang it up too. But oh well, that's okay. Look, I'd rather have Johnny Miller all day. I'm I'm not a big as big as probably a, not hater. You're not a hater, Johnny, but I, I don't no. like him probably as much. He's just not my favorite. Brandon Shambly, like that guy. I, yeah. I, no, I mean Johnny Miller can play golf. Yeah, Brandon Shambly. Why, who, why do people care what he says that much? People don't. I mean, people are like, don't really give a shit what thing, we pe- say. Pe- 
people don't, but it, it gets attention and people comment on it and people tweet about it. And you know what? I think when you're a network that really when you're any media, right? Like take the example of this stupid podcast. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting for people's attention. And if you can gain people's attention, that's the game. And what Johnny and Brandel have been able to do because of the probably off-the-cuff comments, they've been able to get a little bit of extra attention than maybe some other, some, some other commentators. But whose opinion, just from straight... But you know what, give me, give me Gary, give me but Gary whose opinion McCord. are you going to respect more? Well, absolutely. Come give, me, on. give me Gary McCord then. Why does Gary McCord get totally like shoved off to the side because he talks about, you know, how fast the greens are at Augusta. And now the guy, not that his career was ruined, but it's almost like he, he could have been an up and up type of guy. And he's now Augusta likeable, doesn't, though. he's very likable. He's likable. That's a mistake likeable. to not have him at Augusta. They, I think they've, they've blown what Gary McCord could be for golf. I think he's actually one of the best commentators that they have. Like and, and unfortunately, um, he's got kind of, uh, snuffed out a little bit too bad. Sorry, Gary, I got your back though. Um, Moving on, uh, we talked last week about the uh, Mizuno irons and some impressions uh, just on pictures. Saw some other pictures that came out of some new tailor-made 760s. I just showed John a picture of this brand new 760 iron. Take it iron. away. Take it away. And do not. I, I don't want to see it ever again. John never wants to see a picture of that iron again. Um, at least from a picture perspective, I don't know how it sets up from behind the ball, but the at least the the back of the club is borderline hideous. Um, it does not look like a work of art. It, it looks like something my kid freaking drew up and said, "Hey, there's a golf iron." Um, it might perform extremely well. The guys on tour may love it. I really don't care. I will. You will never see me swing or hit that club. You would um, never even try it. No, won't even try it. I hate it. Even I if somebody like, like said, "Hey, no, hit this," I, I don't care. It's 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 hideous. Um, it looks like it probably has a huge top line on it anyway. So speaking of huge top lines, the John uh, elected not to hit. Uh, he was at what what store were you at? Uh, the new PGA Superstore here in Indianapolis. So we had a new PGA Superstore here in Indianapolis. A little plug for them. What? Why don't you just give us the first impressions on the store? You know, I heard. Uh, a couple reviews about it and people weren't that impressed but I walked in and I could tell you first off the customer service is 10 times better than um, Golf Galaxy here okay it, it it is people were asking like do you need help I went over and tried shoes on today the shoe selection I think is better than uh, Golf Galaxy um, the setup of the store was a little different it seemed like it was like kind of like right in your face pretty quick we walked in, but I liked it. I thought overall pretty good. I'll have to check it out. Um, but I was just trying on shoes, and the guy that was helping me out said, you know, go over and hit some balls. And I wasn't even planning on hitting some balls, but uh, I went over there. I was like, well, I've been wanting to try these 919 Mizuno uh, uh, irons. And there's a, several different options with the 919s. I think there's, what, four Three or four, yeah. Three or four. Yeah. And all I tried today was the uh, the 919 Forged. Okay. And we were talking about the Tour. We were looking at the picture of the Tour Club last week. We were talking about that. Beautiful looking beautiful. club. Um, the and, the and Forged looks like more matted. Okay. So the different finish on yeah. the Forged. So you notice that. 
what did you think about, um, you know, and I mean, at least look in the pictures. It looks like there's, they've obviously well, me, just, it's a little different shape. Well, I think, like, let me go through, like, when I picked, yeah. when I picked up the club, it, like, it, the, the head, it just felt really, like, light, okay. which I liked a lot. Okay. I hit uh, the AP2's uh, Titleist now, the 2016, I, I think. But <clears throat> I picked up, I really liked, like, the feel. Like, it felt really airy. But then when you hit it, it's just, Ball's it's like cooked. butter. I mean, the ball cooks. I mean, I normally hit a 7-iron probably 170, 175, and I really hit it hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hit this thing 187 yards today on the simulator. And I've never done that with a 7-iron. Hmm. So, well, in, in a miss hit off the toe was 170, 175. Wow. So, and I mean, as we, we kind of like read up on They're it too, because we were trying to, yeah, so they've got, they've got a little bit more uh, aggressive loft on them, um, but obviously with the way that they've kind of, you know, distributed the metal around the, the head, it's putting that ball probably still up in the air, giving you the loft you need, launch angle that you need. Um, but it sounds like that's, uh, really if, like if you're it. looking for a little bit extra distance, it sounds like that forged Mizuno would be the direction you'd go. Um, I'm, I'm still curious to, to hit that tour one. And sounds like I need to go check out the PGA Superstore here in town. So, do it. Cool. Oh, and, and definitely avoid the TaylorMade. Yeah, don't look at it. P760 or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> we, <coughs> with these shows, we don't like to talk too much about professional news and stuff like that because we're amateurs and we the Golf Channel can cover all the details about Johnny Miller's retirement. We just wanted to give you kind of our thoughts on it. Um, as well as club reviews. There's like a gazillion club reviews with all these pros and stuff like that. You hop on YouTube, you can get a full club review, but uh, we, we at least want to give you a couple impressions on some stuff that we're seeing. But then when we kind of, kind of get into the meat and potatoes of our show, um, John had the opportunity, our club hosted uh, a two day, I think it was, Three rounds, though, over two days. 36 the first day. Yeah, 36 the first day. Uh, intercollegiate, uh, essentially invitational. It was the uh, University of Indiana Invitational. So, yeah, Indiana University had Invitational here at our club, Chatham Hills in Westfield. And um, John was able to see it firsthand and watch uh, some of the play. And we, John, just, why don't you just give us yeah. some of the impressions of, of, of how that event went? I was really excited about it because one of the kids that I helped coach last year here at Westfield High School is playing for Purdue um, uh, as a freshman this year and his older brother as well. So I, I went and actually followed him for uh, most of the day. Um, and he had a fantastic first round. He was one under par. I mean, it, and it was his actually first collegiate event. There's been – there has been – I believe five or six tournaments. They're on the la- they're on the the last quarter of their uh, of college uh, okay. golf. He played well there. Unfortunately, he didn't he didn't he didn't finish too well. I, I believe on Monday I wasn't able to see it. I, I followed his brother a little bit, but wow, what's an incredible golf! There was this course record here. Yeah, sixty five. Low, man. Uh, by a kid from and, Northwestern. And it, they were playing it from the, the tips, essentially, right? Yeah. Um, Do they have any of the tees up at all? The, well, I, I think there was a little bit of problem with that because the official didn't get here till really late. Okay. 
the night before, so the tees got set out a little off. They they put them up on, uh, I believe, on three, um, and I believe on a couple of the par threes as well. I can't remember, but they sh they could have made it a little tougher. Okay. <clears throat> but it was um, it was fun to see. Actually, it was <laughs> to see a, a different level of golf. So got to see a guy that 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 could shoot uh, the lights out, and um, it's really good to see. Uh, uh, 10 Division One, top-tier Division One golf uh, schools come out and play here at Chatham. But, you know, all in all, um, what I take from it is that the kids, the response they were giving back to us about our golf course here um, was that they can't believe how well the golf course looked and responded to greens and also the whole course overall in two and a half years. I mean, this course is only two and a half years old. John, I'm going to cut you off real quick here, and we're going to go and give a shout-out to um, hopefully someone that we believe could be a future sponsor of our show. He's doing tremendous work on Twitter. Uh, big shout-out to Club Pro Guy. Uh, Club Pro Guy, tremendous, tremendous merchandise, uh, tremendous, um, you know, really commentary in, in his thread on Twitter as well as Instagram. And uh, I want to say his merch has gotten me some of the best comments that I could possibly imagine on a recent trip to even Disney World. Um, the, the people that would just stare and check out my Matamoros four-ball hat. Um, you know, I, I think they wanted to take it off my head, which, is, which would have... Uh, you know, which would have crushed me because I don't know if I could find that one again. He needs, but he needs to make a shirt that's called Whisper. I think, I did, well, <laughs> we're waiting for the Whispers t-shirt. But uh, shout out to Club Pro Guy. Keep doing what you're doing, my man. All right, back to collegiate uh, golf. Yeah, you know. I'm just going to – I'll finish. Like, the guys, the response from the kids from Marquette, uh, Indiana, Purdue. I was talking to the Purdue coach actually um, quite a bit, and he actually said this is a lot of comparison um, to his home course, uh, Ackerman. Oh, yeah. He, he says the greens were almost exactly the same. Okay. Pete Dye. Because Pete Dye, Pete Dye course, yeah. And he, he, he was really impressive how well the courses came in. So that's, that's a positive for us for our home course of, you know, almost three years in, and it's, it's responded very well. But uh, awesome experience. I hope Chatham keeps doing things like that, and we can get, we can get good, uh, good uh, publicity on a, on a good golf course. Yeah, it's been fun. I think, you know, there, we, there were some challenges this summer with the heat that we had and some things like that. I think the, the turf has come back really nicely this fall. And um, uh, the green, whether it be the greens or the tee boxes, the fairways I think are looking uh, as best, as, I mean, probably the best as we've ever seen them in two and a half years. Um, and uh, the greens are, and I think the way they want them to be, the the greens are firm and they're pretty quick. And Have you ever played many other fairways besides bent? You know, I haven't. That's other than when I go down to Florida and you play on the Bermuda, yeah, whatever, yeah. and you know that kind of stuff. But like, um, this ways is so much different. I, I guarantee it. And me, hey, why we're doing this podcast? You know, one thing that a goal of John and I is, is to try to travel more, play more golf in different environments, and do some things. I get it though. You know, it's funny. To me, like kind of dipping back into the professional game or the collegiate game, I think one thing that can really set apart uh, 
an elite golfer from you know your average Joe golfer is that those different types of course conditions, different types of grasses, um, sure, some players play better in one versus the other because of what they maybe grew up on. But clearly week in and week out, when you get your Spieths and Tigers and uh, Thomases and Johnsons and you, you name out, you know, McElroys, you know, Rose, you get these guys playing week in and week out, uh, different types of courses, different types of grasses, and they're still top of the game. Um, whereas, shit, I go away from our course for a, for a day, even locally on somewhere else. <laughs> you'd be a good, you would and, be a good Zoiza, because you like to sweep the ball more. Yeah. And Zoiza, like, it, it, it kind of puts the ball up on a tee when it's hot. Well, that, that, that wouldn't hurt me. No. That wouldn't hurt me. No. Uh, it, I, I, the reason I say so, I, I learned golf on uh, Zoiza Fairways uh, in St. Louis at a club I belong to over there called Winghaven Jack Nicholas Course. and Definitely different. It took me a while to get used to bent. Bent is, I, I li- actually like it better now. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it rolls farther in the fairway. It feels a lot better on your, when you compress the ball. Yeah. I f- always feel like I can make really good solid contact. I don't, um, and I know when I hit it fat, you know, I know when I make bad, bad swings, but... I guess I've, this is just kind of where I played growing up. What's and whistling it's like, straights? It's all bent. Is it? Yeah. Is it different, like bent? Does it feel different? Not that I can remember, because it's, it's been about, shoot, almost 15 years since I played it. Because so. the bent grass, the bent cor- uh, grass uh, courses they have in St. Louis, it feels different. Yeah. It's not the same as hmm. here. Well, I can tell you, I don't know what kind of grass they have at Augusta, but it definitely looks and feels different than, uh, oh, than anything else I've ever called, seen. That's just called pure beautiful. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, well, we don't know. We're, we're not professional golfers. We're, not, uh, um, we're also not professional uh, maintenance. But we like to bring up things. Like I like to bring up things and talk that I think other people would like I mean, to I, talk about. I, like, put, I put four or five years in at the Brookshire you know, golf club and in the maintenance with the maintenance crew, but I still can't tell you what the hell, what grass grows where. So, but we're, we're trying to talk about things. I think other people just that are, you know, amateur golfers want to hear it is like, we're not, we're not seeing every different type of turf, like every different month. We're just that we're going to see more bent grass. That's what we're going to see. Yeah. But we will, uh, you, I'm, I'm gonna put you on this podcast and, and get you to commit to it, and then it's gonna be out there. It's like you're gonna go down to Florida this <laughs> summer, or I mean this winter, um, to the, the golf club down there I belong to, and we're gonna see a different turf. Yeah. So we'll make that happen. We'll get some feedback on that. Hey, I've I've played decent golf in other places. Uh, whether that I think I played in Mexico a couple years ago. Um, I've played in Hawaii. I've played in Florida. It's not like I haven't played golf in other places. Where, what was, what was Hawaii's? Uh, what was that type of turf? I believe that was all... Um, Bermuda? Bermuda, yeah. So inter- the greens were the most interesting because um, you really had that grain going, you know, and almost like where the sun direction was. And, you know, they talk on TV about, you know, got to putt with or without, with, against the grain with the grain. It really came into play. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, Tory Pines was similar in that too that the grain of the greens 
you really had to pay attention to. If you were against the grain, it actually made a slower putt. If you were with the grain, it was a little bit faster putt. Very interesting. How was so, the wind when you played in Hawaii? Uh, you know, when we got up kind of in the side of the mountain it, um, and up higher, it was, it was real breezy. But as you got down kind of closer to the ocean, um, it, it didn't seem as windy, which was kind of interesting. So it kind of depended on, you know, almost like your elevation that you were in. But it was, it, it was windy almost all day. I would say it was probably like a 15 to 20 mile per hour wind. So fun though. I mean, those are, those are the, those are the times, you know, the, the places that, uh, you know, I was talking to our buddy Scott, uh, last week, he just got a chance to play pebble, just got a chance to play, uh, spyglass, spyglass. you know, um, really he, said he just, he, you know, he soaked in pebble. Um, although he didn't play well, he just soaked it all in. He said the views are tremendous. Shot a 78 at Spyglass from and then, Yeah, and then, and then played from yeah, back tees at Spyglass, shot 78, and uh, played really well, you know. So, you know, I, I think good scores can be had playing in any of these top-notch golf courses um, and, and as you adjust and things like that. But you got to hit the ball, not make uh, crappy swings like we did today. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we don't want to talk about it. No, we we had like a little bit 79 of... 79 and an 80 doesn't... Uh, 79 doesn't and an 80 doesn't win you any money against a couple one single-digit, one handicappers. Two ones. Two ones. We played, well, two, we played against two ones well, the, today. The second one, didn't he shot an 81. Yeah, I, I mean, I really feel like we... We didn't really lose today. What ended up, we we lost on a lot. We lost on a few press presses. We lost, we lost putts. Yeah, we lost on some presses, and we just didn't make any putts on the back nine coming in, and that was uh, that was the challenge. But you know, hey, that's golf. I think that's that's again why we're we make this podcast. We're talking about it. You know, I think the uh, it it wasn't one of those rounds where I was so discouraged that I don't want to ever go play again or something like that. I got another big match coming up. Um, next oh Friday. yeah, we need it. Well, well, hold on. Let's just give you some props here. Mark just uh, won the uh, club old buddy. That's a partner uh, yeah. match play. Yeah, that I, is actually has to go through six rounds. That was at round six. Yeah. So, so six so. rounds. Props. Six W's. Props. So, That's a big deal. Uh, that was fun. And, and he's in the finals for the uh, the uh, singles. Yeah, the season long singles. Which is so somehow I've been able to. So how that did one, we win today? I, I will say with that one. How did um, we not win today? Then you're winning all this other stuff. Well, that's why. That's when Pate reached out to me. He goes, "Hey, champ, you want to play this week?" And because you know, play some real players. Um, we could have won today. I think uh, my putt, my putter fell apart on the back nine and um, just didn't make anything. I kind of held it together on the front. And, I missed a few putts. Um, just. I think I think when we both missed those birdie putts on thirteen, something something just it started like the wheel. Not that the wheels fell off, but it was like if, if from that point forward it didn't feel right. It, it, didn't. it didn't feel right. I felt like something, the tide had turned. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to play uh, one more you know season long match play. Um, my my partner hats off to Michael. Um, I think he he definitely held his half of the bargain. You know, trying to keep pretty close to shooting his handicap each time out and um, I did my best to, to do the same and uh, we were able to get a victory so it was, it was a lot of fun to be able to pull that off for the season for a season-long victory I know a lot of people uh, will be shooting for us next year I'm sure 
Um, with that, um, I don't have a whole lot more well to talk about. I mean, here you, other you than briefly you briefly spoke about the three Floyd's uh, three Floyd's space station middle finger. Uh, which I is, didn't mention that it was the space station middle finger. I, but I had it, mentioned I had mentioned that we were drinking an American pale ale from it, Three Floyd's Brewing, and great beer. Uh, I will share a picture of this bottle, which is it's pretty epic. Um, my my kids when they see this bottle, they think it's um, it's rude, which it kind of is. Um, but it, it's a space station that looks like a middle finger. It's pretty um, awesome, actually. It's a, it's a delicious pale ale. Um, I think the best way to kind of describe it is it's, it's, it's kind of like an APA, or sorry, IPA, but it definitely doesn't have that hoppy bite to it. Um, it's, uh, it's very drinkable. It's, it's more smooth and drinkable than that. And the first time I ever had this, I was actually at, uh, I was up in Culver, Indiana. I was at Papa's Pizza, best pizza in Indiana, by the way. Um, Disagree, by the way. Taroni's in Indiana. <clears throat> well, we well, that, that's a debate for another day. You've never had Taroni's. I've had Papa's. Never, never had Taroni's. You have had Papa's. But uh, I think Papa's definitely competes for one of the best pizzas in Indiana. And uh, they have one of the best draft selections for a small town, you know, pizza parlor. Um, and uh, they had this on draft. And I had it, and I said, "Well, what the heck is space?" To-? I was like, "I had to try it." And had you had three Floyds before? Well, I've had plenty of three Floyds. I mean, Zombie Dust has been out for a while. Your Gumball Head is pretty popular. Um, you can get the Alpha King and the Gumball Head, and you can I get really like this pretty beer. much anywhere. And when this first this space station first came out, it was only like a draft beer that a restaurant could have. And then they started doing it in those like um, I don't know what you want to call it those like pint bottles. You know those kind of larger bottles, and I bought that when it came out, and now they do it in the nice 12-ounce bottle. You know bottle. what they call those, Mark? They call mm. them bombers. Bombers. There you go, bombers. I'm such a beer snob. Um, so you could buy it in the bombers, and, and then they came out with the 12-ounce, and, and everybody... So for those of you that aren't from Indiana, and maybe you're into the craft beer scene or not, I think everybody has kind of like Most people should not be from Indiana that hopefully that Hopefully. I don't know. We have like 10 <laughs> listeners right now. So most of you probably are from Indiana. But for those of you that maybe are not from Indiana, so craft brews have blown up across the country. One thing about um, Three Floyds is that they their signature beer is, at least that everybody talks about and it's so hard to get, is called... Um, uh, Shoot, I can't even think what it's called now. It's, uh, what's the, Zombie Dust. All right, so it's kind of like an APA, IPA kind of beer, Zombie Dust, which has been kind of like their iconic one that if you go to a store and they have it in stock, you basically buy it just because you know that it's so hard to get that you buy the six-pack that they have. That's, that's essentially how uh, iconic this Zombie Don't Dust beer is. Do you have Zombie is. Dust? Do you have I, it in? I do. I, I, bought, I did. I bought the six-pack that they had when I went into a store. I bought, you just buy it. If you see it, you buy Zombie Dust whether you even want to drink it or not. And I can compare it with this or whatever, but I tell you what, I'll drink this side-by-side side with Zombie Dust all day, and you can keep feeding me Space Station Middle Finger before I'll drink even a second Zombie Dust. I know. This, this is good. I'm like, I had a... And you know, I can keep drinking I, I could have this debate with people who are like, you know, three Floyd's junkies that have been drinking Zombie Dust, and they, they go out of their way to find six-packs and 12-pack or cases of this stuff. 
Um, but it's it's really it's not hard to find a space station. Well, figure. I can walk out of well, here at a liquor store in Indiana. They will only sell you a six pack of zombie dust. They won't sell you more than six zombie dust. I can walk out of any liquor store with a case of space station middle finger, and I can tell you what, folks, it's better. Well, I would probably say Sun King, Three Floyds, two best brewers in Indiana, microbrewers in Indiana, all day. All day. All day. I think Three Floyds has two beers, though, that I like better than Weemac's. I mean, Weemac is almost, or excuse me, Sun King is the brewer that, and comparing it against Three Floyds, but Sun King has, like, good middle of the road. Like, I like Weemac, mm-hmm. and, and what's the other one? that Cyrus, Sunlight. Sunlight. Cream Ale, yeah. But these beers, like, like this, this is like, I want, a, I want another one. Yeah. Weemac, I don't really care. It's almost like a Budweiser to me. <laughs> Weemac's one of my favorite beers. It's, I mean, you're, you're putting it in, it's a totally different category. If I put something in a Steve, if a, I put in a Steve category, which I codename for Budweiser, it's a good beer. This? I can no, just, I, no, I just said this. Weemac is like a Budweiser to me oh, here. Oh, no, Weemac, I'll drink the crap out of Weemac. I usually have it on, on tap here in the basement. Um... And as I know you do, I have it a lot on, on draft as well. Um, it's great being able to get those little like six barrel kegs or whatever they are and, and put those in. But um, we, uh, I, you know, I, w- I kind of wish Three Floyds did that too. We could have some uh, Space Station Middle Finger on draft as well. They don't do that, do they? They don't. Why? They only do it for restaurants. Why? Yeah, they can't make enough or are they just trying to be nostalgic? I think they're trying to, I think they're trying, it's kind of like why they could mass produce, I'm sure, zombie dust, but I think it gives them that like, like the scarcity that they have, I think gives them that like additional credibility. When most time I won't buy it, most time I won't buy it because I think it's too, it's, in, it's too crazy hockey. expensive. It's well, most of this stuff is. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll, hey, we'll we go ramble. into, hey, we'll, we we'll grip, this is a whole nother thing we can get into with this craft beers. Um, we probably know way more about beer than golf. Like we're professional beer drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we have our limits. We have our preferences. I will say with beers, and we do have our limits with beers. But I, I will say that we probably are much better beer drinkers than we are tequila drinkers or bourbon drinkers or whatever it is. But um, at the same we're time, beer drinkers. at the same time, um, we're happy to review a beverage at the end of each one of these episodes. We. Uh, we'll Does anybody the, have a way we'll to contact the, you, Mark? Like, or if they ever want us to try something? Or yeah, I think absolutely. If uh, you would like to contact us, you can go to faded.golf, and we have a contact form right there on the website. Um, or if you're on Twitter, we're faded.golf on Twitter, or maybe fadedgolf on Twitter. We're also faded.golf on Instagram. So you can really contact us through anywhere on the interwebs um, through social media or our websites. And if you would like for us to sample one of your products on our show, uh, we'd love to do that. Um, especially as it relates to uh, beer, beverages, those kind of things. We'll coordinate it. So uh, with that being said, for John Falkenberg, I am Mark Julien. Hit more greens. You'll score better. We'll see you. Thanks.